there's a story that comes from down under, from Brisbane, Australia. A story that probably never happened, and yet in one form or another happens again and again. A university student named Ethan was hitchhiking by the side of the road on a dark night in the midst of a terrible storm. A storm so, so bad he had trouble seeing more than a few feet ahead of him. A storm that drenched him, uh, even as it seemed to have kept everyone else at home, because while he hitchhiked, not a single car had come by. Finally, though, Ethan, Ethan saw a car coming ever so slowly, seeming to stop as it drew abreast of him. And so without thinking, he opened the rear door, hopped in the back seat. Once there, as the car continued to move slowly, he saw that no one else was in the car. No one was driving, and the car was still moving slowly. He looked up and, and saw out the front windshield that the road was just about to curve. He was convinced he was going to miss the curve, go off the, 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 the road into the woods and, and down a hill, which scared him so much that he began praying, begging for his life. And it was that at the last minute before the curve, just before the car hit it, a hand appeared through the window and turned the wheel, and the car negotiated the curve safely. Ethan sat back unbelieving, uh, uh, relieved, and then saw another curve, and again a hand came through the window and turned the wheel. And this happened again and again until eventually up ahead, Ethan saw the lights of a pub, and as the car drew near, he leapt from that slowly moving vehicle, ran into the pub where he told everyone what had happened. First, they all thought he was just drunk. But when they saw him crying and shaking, they knew that something more had gone on, that something real had happened to him. It was just after he finished talking that, that the door to the pub opened and two other men came in, also completely drenched. And after they ordered at the bar, they looked around and, and, and saw Ethan sitting there and one pointed to him and said to the other, Hey, James, look, there's the idiot who jumped in the car that we were pushing. As I said, that probably never happened. But in one form or another, it also always happens. Happens to us, happens around us. It's true in the sense that it reveals something very true about our life and our world. There is always more, it says, always more to life than meets the eye. There is always more than we can see. That's true in the most ordinary times. It's true in the best of times. It's true even in the bleakest of times, in the sparest of times, in the most devastating or frightening times. There is always more than meets the eye. In some sense, that's what the gospel passage today is saying through its bizarre images. 
written during the seven-year Jewish revolt against Roman occupation, written just before or just after the Roman siege and conquest of Jerusalem, which resulted in the destruction of the temple, in the slaughter and crucifixion of thousands, in the enslavement of nearly a hundred thousand written when all that could be seen were signs of horror and devastation. It gives wild images of the sun and moon darkened, of, of stars falling from the sky, of a celestial figure riding the clouds with an army of angels, of the crumbling of things as they are, which means the crumbling then, the crumbling, the passing away, the ending, of all of those horrible conditions. There's more that you, than you can see, those images say. There's more than meets the eye, more going on, more afoot. There is more to every moment, but especially such devastating moments, such difficult moments that overwhelm us and exhaust us and pretend to be all there is and will be all that we can see, all that's possible. But there's more, these images say, more than meets the eye, more that is at work, more that is stirring, more than we can see. So beware, says Jesus. Keep alert. Wake up. Wake up. That's what Advent is about this season of waiting, of longing, of, of making ready, not primarily for Christmas, but for all that Christ means for, for life, our lives, our world, life as it ought to be. This season of waiting, of longing, of making ready to become our deepest selves, to live by love, not fear, by hope, not resignation, to, to fulfill God's dream and ours for shalom, the life whole and just and joyously shared, that's what Advent is about. Waking up. Waking up to the aches, to the broken places that tell us things are not as they could be, that we are not as we could be. Waking up to the, to the restless paces that cannot settle, telling us that there is more, more to us, more to, our, to life, more that is possible, more that is even already stirring. Waking up to the places that are already strong and, and rising, to the glimpses of life becoming new, of life as it ought to be. Waking up even, especially, when things look their bleakest. One pastor reminds us to wake up even in the shadows because there's more going on even, especially in the shadows, in the empty and broken places, in the violent and unjust places. Birth, she writes, needs shadows because gestation takes place there. Seeds need the shadows in the earth. Humans need the shadows of the womb. And movements and revolutions also begin in shadows. The shadows of poverty and despair, 
the shadows of injustice and war, the shadows of danger and death, all of which germinate the seeds of movements and revolutions. New life begins in the shadows, in the brokenness, in the empty and forgotten places. So can you see? If you wake up, if you look, can you see? Around us, in, in the courage to speak, of, of, of women long silent about abuse they've experienced? In people-to-people -people connections carrying solar charges to forgotten areas of devastated Puerto Rico? In our city's continued resistance to the bigotry of federal pressure by remaining committed to our immigrant neighbors? The more, the stirring of something else, can you see it around us? Can you see it in your life? What is it that stirs, that gestates, that readies itself to be born to your spirits, in your relationships, through your living? What new life is simmering, growing, rising, even in the shadows in you? There is always more to life than meets the eye. Are you awake? Can you see? Howard Thurman, the, the 20th century preacher and teacher, prophet and, and mystic, points to just such a faith as that, as the hope that, that, that kept slaves in America going. He writes this, at the time when slaves in America were without any excuse for hope, when they could see nothing before them but that long, interminable cotton rose and the fierce sun and the lash of the overseer, what did they do? They declared that God was not through. They said, we cannot be prisoners of this event. We must not scale down the horizon of our hopes and our dreams and our yearnings to the level of this event. And so they lived through their tragic moment until at last they came out on the other side fulfilling or saluting the fulfillment of their hopes and their faith. They stayed awake, he means. They kept alert. They tuned their eyes and hearts to, they lived by the simple truth of more, that there is always more, more than they could see, more than meets the eye. And here, now, in our world, in our lives, in your life, can you see it? Can you reach out and grab it and hang on to it? Can you give yourself to it? Can you wake up? Wake up? Even when you cannot yet see it, wake up to the more going on, to the new life stirring, to hope being born in you, through you? Can you wake up? In this season of waiting and longing in this 
very shadowed time in our country. Let's pray so. Let's pray that we wake up. <laughs>